God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, be the center of our church, of every church. Be, Jesus, be the center of our universe and our world. Amen. And be the, be, the, be the center of this coronavirus and break it up from the center out. Amen. Praise God. Praise. So good to see y'all today. So many people here today. I'm excited for everybody being here. Here we're being here live. I'm excited about that. I mean, you, you can't. You know, I see a lot of people in the grocery stores and restaurants and all that kind of stuff. And I tell you what, it ain't clean as this place right here is, because Miss Cynthia's got it clean, and we uh, we we sanitize every chair in this room. And you know, before service, we, people were kind of sitting around. The worship team was kind of sitting around. We weren't thinking about it. And they kind of sat around different places, and we're like, we got now we got to go back and spray them again, you know? So um, because they normally sit up here in the corner, and so what we did you know, before service, we went back and sprayed everything down again um, for you. This is probably one of the best places to be during the coronavirus because we're separated. We got hand sanitizer stations for you. We got everything bathroom ha um, hands free, and uh, and uh, the chairs are sanitized. You should feel very safe right now, okay? So praise God, and I hope some more get to show up next week. Um, last week we had. My Never Stop series, it was called Never Stop and Then But God, right? Man, we had a lot of out, outpouring of comments about, the, about that message and how, uh, how it blessed people and how, you know, a lot of people just went ahead and put, they were putting but God. Um, I, know, I know somebody was believing for um, a, uh, a but God moment, and they put it on Facebook like six or seven times this week. They just kept saying, but God, they're just believing for it, right? And so this week is ne um, uh, Never Stop believing right never stop believing um now there, there's a song that steve perry wrote uh journey right and uh, he was talking about uh he, he was talking about there was a small town girl living in a lonely world um and a, just a city boy raised in south detroit um, you know, and he was, he told them, you know, they were trying to go through life and they were, they were lonely and he was like, you know, hey, don't stop believing, you know, and that was not a spiritual song, but it had a, a good spiritual connotation to it, you know, but I want to not just say don't stop, I want to say never stop believing. So if you'll give me about the next 20, 25 minutes, I'll, I'll make sure and try to encourage that into you. I do want to say that tomorrow, I believe, um, Nick and Zoe, um, you're going to, uh, they're going to take the baby tomorrow. So we're going to, we're going to have a, a new little member of the church as of tomorrow, hopefully. So please be praying for Nick and Zoe about that. We're very excited about that. But I want, I want to jump right into this message and talk to you. Um, Jesus, Jesus said to them, this, this is in um, chapter nine, uh, Mark chapter 9, verses 19 through 24. I've got several long scriptures, so I'm not even going to put it up on it. Just listen to me closely, and you can look it up on your phone or on your, uh, on your, with your Bible if you, if you desire for that. But it's Mark chapter 9, verses 19 through 24. This, this is where the disciples brought a demon-possessed boy to Jesus. Okay, and I want to I go ahead right here and stop. Every time I, I say the word demon-possessed, half Christians freak out. Oh, my God, I don't want to be demon-possessed. You know, oh, God, scary. But listen, if you're a born-again Christian, it is impossible for you to be demon-possessed. Okay, so just know that. Because you are covered by the blood, and the devil can't cross the bloodline. Because if he goes through the bloodline, and he gets saved, and he don't want to do that. Right? So therefore, so don't say so that you don't have to worry. Now, if you're not a Christian, then that, that's a possibility. And that's something that you need, to, you, need, you need to wrestle with. And you need to turn your life over to Christ um, for, to make sure that you are in right standing with God. But listen here. So Jesus said to them, I love this. They brought this, this boy to him. The disciples had already tried to cast the demons out. And they couldn't do it. Right? And so they came to him and said, you faithless people. You, you people, you, aren't, you, you, you people who aren't even believing, really. It says, how long must I be with you? 
You know, am I ever going to get to go back to heaven or am I going to have to stay here all my life? You know what I'm saying? Um, and then he says, how long must I put up with you? So he's like really grilling these guys. He's like, listen, man, really? You, you, you don't have enough belief to, to do this? And he says, and he said, how long have I got to teach you? You know you should know by now. I've taught you this. I've seen, you've seen this. You know what's going on. And so then I love, I just love this whole passage. He just says, he says, bring the boy to me. <laughs> just bring him here. Just stop trying. Just bring him over here and I'll take care of it. Now, here's what's super exciting. I love this part. So they brought the boy to Jesus. But when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion and it fell to the ground Riffing and foaming at the mouth. Well, why are you so excited about that, Pastor Doug? Because it said the moment that he saw Jesus, the demon, he freaked out. It wasn't the boy freaking out. It was a demon. He recognized Christ. He recognized Jesus. And, and, and the word of God says that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue, come, including demons. And so the thing is, is that, that when he saw Jesus, he freaked out. He was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, no. Because he knew what was about to happen. Because he knew that Christ was more powerful. But we as Christians walk around and we give demons too much power. And they only have the power that we give them. And so we walk through life scared of every, every situation, every bad thing when, when we know that we have the power. We have Jesus in us. And when we walk up and you have a, you're walking in righteousness with right standing with God and you walk into a place, demons will recognize you. And they will start trembling because of Jesus that's in you. Amen? Come on, somebody. I hope, I hope, hope y'all want to hear give me some likes about that. Um, but so, so it says, he asked, how long has this been happening? Jesus asked the father's boy. He replied, since he was a little boy, the, the, the spirit often throws him into the fire and into the water, trying to kill him. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. His job is to try to kill us. But when we have Christ in our life, what do you got to say? Greater is he who is in me than what? He that's in the world. Amen. So it says, um, and then, and then here, here, here's my favorite part of this, uh, this little scripture here. It says, have mercy on us and help us if you can. That's what the Father said to Jesus. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. And then Jesus, here's my favorite part. Jesus said, what do you mean, if I can? As an automatic, Jesus is like, what are you talking about, if I can? I am Jesus Christ. I am the Son of God, the living God. You know, I can do anything. And then he goes on and tells him that. He says, listen, anything is, is possible if a person believes. The Father instantly cried out. And we need to learn this. I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. See, a lot of times we don't get our prayers answered because we have unbelief when we pray for things. Whenever we, when we're believing God for something, we, we, we want to believe it, and all things are possible if we believe, but we have some unbelief, and some of, our, some of our prayers need to include, God, do this right here, and I believe, I know you can do it, but God, I have a little bit of unbelief about this, and I just need your help. I need, Lord, help me with my unbelief, because I want to be in full belief and trust, God, that you're going to handle the situation. So I do believe, but help my unbelief. That is such a wonderful, authentic, vulnerable prayer to God I do believe but that's the problem some people don't get you say well, hey I'm believing God for this right here you say that but do you really believe that do you really believe that David when his son was dying 
He, he, said, he said, God, heal my son. And he was fasting and sitting in ashes. And he was just sitting there, going, just, just, just truly trusting God. And then the moment that he died, his son died, hey, what did he do? He got up, he got him something to eat, and he went on about his business. And he's like, what are you doing? He said, man, until the day my son died, I was believing Christ that, that, that he was going to raise. He, he just believed it till, till, till the day that he died. He wanted God's will to be done. But he said, I believe. And we got to have that, that tenacity in us that we're going to believe till the very end. Don't just halfway believe something. Don't just a little bit. Believe. We've got to believe. And when, we, when, we have, when we're trusting God for things, we, got to just, we, can't, we can't believe and then have a little doubt in the back of our mind. We need to say, God, I believe. Because what's the word of God say? That, that if you have a mustard seed faith, you can move mountains. So he said, help my, me overcome my unbelief. Seeing that it goes down a little bit further in several verses down in Matthew chapter 9, verses 29. It says, according to your faith, it will be done to you. According to your belief, according to your faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So for you to be able to believe, believe in, don't stop believing, you can actually ch interchange that with don't stop having faith. Because when you believe for something, you don't see it, right? But what is faith? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So therefore, you're believing for something that you can't see. You're, you're already, you got faith and hope, and you're already believing in something that you cannot see as if you see it. That's faith. You're saying, I don't see that, God, right now physically. But in my spirit, man, my spirit woman, God, I see it. I already see it coming. I already see it coming to pass. I know what's going to happen. I see it in my mind. I see it in my spirit. But it has not manifested in the flesh yet. And I'm trusting you, God. And I'm not going to stop believing you have to believe and pray bold prayers to God and you got to believe those bold prayers and see so I want to ask you today what are you expecting for in your life what is it that you're expecting you know I, I, I mentioned this quote sometimes from, from Rod Parsley back in the day I used to be a covenant prayer partner with him a long time ago and, 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 he, and he would always say the atmosphere of expectancy is a breeding ground for miracles what do you expect to happen because you see, you know, we, we only see what we expect to see. We only hear what we expect to hear. We only feel what we expect to feel. We only accomplish what we expect to accomplish. Well, what, Pastor, what do you mean? But when we see somebody and someone walks in that's not a Christian, we see, all we see is we, we see them, so-and-so's come to church, and we know they're not, they're not a Christian. We see a sinner. We expect to see a sinner walk through the door, and when we look at them, we see a sinner. We don't look at them as a soul that needs to go to heaven. That look, that, that's, that's, that's a future child of God. Whenever, whenever what you hear what you want to hear, you know we, 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 got, we got the Democrats last week and, and Republicans next, this coming up week, and, and Republicans heard last week and they heard what they want to hear. Next week, the Democrats are going to hear what they want to hear because you, that's what they expect to hear, and they're going to only hear that. You feel what you want to feel. You know, well, I, I don't think I'm going to be feeling good enough to do that then you're probably not. You know, I don't, I don't know, I don't think I'm going to feel like doing it. If you don't feel, that thing, if you don't expect to feel that way, then it's probably how you're going to be. We can only accomplish what we expect to accomplish. When, when we have the feeling, when someone says, hey, when you say, I, I just don't think I never can do that, then, that, then you probably won't. Because you're expecting not to do it. You're, you have no faith and belief in what you see, what you hear, or, or what you feel, or what you can accomplish. We can't do it in our own self, obviously. We have to do it with the mind of Christ. God, God, says, God says you get to choose. You get to expect what to happen. 
according to your faith, it shall be done to you. Do you believe that? Faith is to have trust or assurance or confidence or conviction or belief or reliance in what God says. Trust in God produces action. You've got to believe when you don't see. To accept as true or real, to expect to have a firm faith, a confidence, or trust. We have to begin to have trust and faith and belief in God and never stop believing. The word, if you believe, it has is numerous times in the Bible, and, and, and God says that he will fulfill his promises. It starts with believing. There's incredible power in belief. I want to tell you what Vernon Ground says. Vernon Ground says, Faith sees the impossible, believes the incredible, and receives the impossible. Let me say that again. Faith sees the invisible. Faith sees the invisible, believes the incredible, and receives the impossible. So I want to give you a couple more. Let's see, here's another one. Henry, Fo Henry Ford says, if, if you believe you can, or if you believe you can't, you're right. If you believe you can, or you believe you can't, either way, you're right. Because if you say you can't, you won't. But if you, see, if you say you can, well, all things are possible with God, and you have faith and belief, He can help you do that. Faith comes in, 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 in cans and don'ts. You know, faith comes in cans and don'ts, and, and doubt comes in don'ts. Faith comes in cans and doubts comes in, in don'ts. I'm sorry. And listen, in 1940, I want to tell you some things that some people said who can't, it can't happen. It just can't happen. In, in 1840, 1840, anyone, someone said this, anyone traveling the speed of 30 miles per hour or more will surely suffocate. In 1878, electric lights are unworthy of serious attention. 1901, no possible combination can be united into practical machine by which it shall fly. 1926, from a scientist, the foolish idea of shooting to the moon is basically impossible. 1930, another scientist, to harness energy, energy locked up in matter is impossible. Well, here, these people didn't have belief and can't and didn't do it. But all those things, somebody said, I believe it can. Therefore, there was light. There was, they did go to the moon. They did have, have energy and mass. They were able to fly, and they were, able to go, they were able to go more than 30 miles per hour without suffocating because somebody believed. But if you don't believe, then that's how it's going to be. It's never going to happen in your life. If you have things that, that God needs to do for you and you never believe for it, then it's never going to happen. You have to believe. You have to believe what you can't see. And you have to say, I see it in my, my spirit, even though it's not in the flesh, but I believe and know God can do it. God, I believe, help my unbelief. Mark chapter 11, 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you'll receive it, and it will be yours. I want to read another long little passage to you. Seven scriptures here. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 7. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story on how to show that they should always pray and never give up. So God told, Jesus told a story. I'm going to teach y'all how to pray and never give up. There was a judge in a city, he said, who, was ne who neither feared God or cared about people. Okay? A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, 
give me justice in this dispute um, with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while. But finally, he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about, um, about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. <laughs> um, I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request. Then the Lord said, Learn a lesson from the unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely um, give justice to his chosen people um, who cry out to him day and night? Will we keep putting that, those things off? So God said, listen, don't just pray and then forget about it. Don't just pray and it doesn't happen right away and then stop believing. Pray, keep believing. And go back to God. Say, God, I'm believing you for this right here. God, I'm, I'm thanking you for it. It hadn't happened, Lord, but I'm thanking you for it, and I believe it's going to happen. God, I ask you for it. God, and I'm praying, and I'm seeking your face. I'm believing. And constant, constantly come back. And he's like, look here. And the thing is, I'm a, ju I'm a just God. I'm a just judge. And here's the, the, that, that judge was an unjust judge. He, judge. he didn't fear God, and he, didn't, and he didn't fear people. He was a sinner. He was evil. And God allowed him to, had him turn it around. Because of the fact that she was persistent. So how much more would a just God turn it around for you? Here's a couple more quotes for you. Um, Smith Wigglesworth. I can get more out of God by believing him for one minute than I can shouting at him all night long. Right? We get at God and we shake our fist at him. You're not doing this. When instead of saying you're not doing what I ask you, we need to get on our knees and say, God, I ask you. Thank you for what you're doing, God. I'm believing for what you did, and I'm trusting you for that. All night long, you can shake your fist at God, and he's like, okay, are you done? It's like a little kid that throws a tantrum. Hey, you know, your parents, you probably when they were little. You ever sit there and just watch them throw one? Okay. You just watch them throw a tantrum? You done? Okay, now we can talk. You know, that's, and that, I feel like that's what God does to me sometimes. He's like, when you get through with your little temper tantrum, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about it. I'll, I'll wait. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait. I got plenty of time. I created time. I can stop time. You know, whatever I got to do. So, so, but he did that. But God does not answer prayer because, because we have a specific need. He answers our prayer because we pray. And we believe persistently on him. Here's another one. Max Lucado said, when we work, we work. But when we pray, God works. When we pray, we work. I mean, when we, when, when we work, we work. But when we pray, God works. I love that. John Wesley, another, another uh, uh, scholar from, from, from way back, he says, God will do nothing on earth except answer believing prayer. God's not going to do nothing on earth except for answer believing prayers. Everything that happens is because somebody somewhere is praying. That's our communication. That's our request line. Our request line to God is prayer. So when we pray to God and we're believing that then he answers. So when things happen in our life, it's because of a prayer. Yeah, but look how I turned out. And you know, I didn't pray about this. Yeah, but you know what? Your mama probably prayed. Or your grandma probably prayed. Somebody prayed for you. That's why you're where you're at. So everything that happened is because, because of prayer. Every, think about it. When somebody probably prayed about whatever's going on in your life, you probably prayed about it. That's why things happen. So God answers prayer. Here's, here's, here's one of my last ones. Um, Martin Luther. The less I pray, the harder it gets. The more I pray, the better it goes. We've got to pray. That's our communication. 
And when we pray, we got to believe. And if we're not believing a situation, then we got to talk to God and say, look, God, I'm having a hard time believing this. I'm struggling with this. I'm on a struggle bus, God, and I need you to help my unbelief. And watch that faith grow. Here's my last little story. Mark chapter 5. Jairus' daughter was, 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 was dying, and he, asked, he came to Jesus and said, Jesus, will you come heal my daughter? He said, yes, yes, I will. And then this woman with an issue of blood that believed and said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, he ain't got to put hands on me, he ain't got to anoint on me, he ain't got to spit on me, he ain't got to do, if I can just get and I can push through the crowd and I can get and just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be healed. And what happened? She pushed through and she touched the hem of his garment and she got healed because she had faith and she believed and she never stopped believing. She ran up against opposition the whole way. People were probably pushing her. She did not stop. She kept going. If I could just get there, all I need to do is just touch the hem, the little tassels on the, the, the end of his garment. If I can just grab one of them things, I just know his virtue will flow into me. And when he did that, actually it happened, and, when he, and he, she, she prayed and she touched the garment, he stopped. And he even said, who, who just touched me? Who touched me? And the, and the disciples are like, everybody's touching you. Everybody here is grabbing at you. He said, no, 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 no. Somebody touched me. And when they touched me, virtue came out of me. And so what happened was, then he found out it was her. So, so in the meantime, you, you know, you got Jerry. It's just like, my daughter's still dying. That's great. And I'm, I'm proud. I'm excited about that. I'm worried about my daughter. She's dying. And then they went there, and, and they went to the house, and, and, and as they were talking, he got, he got the message that, hey, your daughter died. She passed. She didn't make it. And Jesus says, she is good. She, come on, let's go. But, but God, she just come on. So they got there in Mark chapter 5, verses 36 and 37, because they were, they were talking about, hey, she's dead, man. What's he here for? What's he doing? And here's what Jesus, Jesus overheard them and said, don't be afraid, just have faith. Keep believing. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone in except for Peter, James, and John. Okay? You know what will stop your prayers? Negativity. That's why he said, you know what? All y'all don't believe it. All y'all talking about how she's dead and dying, all this kind of stuff. Y'all need to get out of the house. Me and my crew's going to go in there, and we're going to take care of business. We're going to go in there, and she's going to be she's going to be raised up from the dead. He took three guys and his disciples, Peter, James, and John, that he knew that they believed in him, and they will believe with him. That's why when you pray, and I'm praying for someone, you know, you know, um, uh, with that, you know, I don't want anybody that don't believe it's going to happen. I'd rather you just stay in your seat. I'm not trying to be mean. But this person's wanting a miracle down here, or whoever may be right here, and I don't want negativity to stop that miracle from happening. Unbelief. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray right now for Jason. God, he's trying his very best to serve you. God, he has fought tooth and nail, Father, to come to you. And he keeps coming. And the enemy, the pure demons from hell, chase him every day, trying to get him to go back to his old life, God. He's not perfect, God, but he is trying so hard. God, I keep in contact with him, and he shares with me. We pray with each other, God. Lord, and he's struggling. He wants us, even on the way to church today, the enemy calls, God, fear in him. The enemy calls, God, all kinds of situations on him. That's why he was late today, Father. But God, 
God, I pray for a miracle right now in Jason's life. God, he is clean. He was on drugs for so many years, God, and he's been clean for, I don't know, he can tell you, Lord, it's probably been 30, 40 days now, God, he's been clean, totally, 100% off. He's lied about it for many years, saying he was, but he wasn't, God, but today, he's clean, God. Thank you for that, Father. He's trying his best to serve you, God. He's doing his best, God. And I know there's probably some unbelief in there, Father, and I'll just pray right now, God, that you help him with his unbelief. I know he believes, God. He tells me he does. But God, help his unbelief and perform a miracle in his life today. Turn it around, Father, in the name of Jesus. This is your child. Some people don't understand him, God, but you do. I do. And I thank you for this kind, gentle giant that loves you and has a big heart. Bless him today, God. Meet his need. I believe today that you're going to do it for him. In Jesus' name, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he got rid of everybody in there, but Peter, James, and John. See, some things happen only in God's timing. We want now, God, now, 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 God. I prayed, my gosh, I've been praying for 10 years. Some, God's timing. God has a reason. Some things, sometimes, like, like for instance, Lazarus. He came, they're like, hey, he already stinketh. He already stinketh. Really, Jesus? He's like, no, now's the time. Jairus, your daughter's dead. Now's the time. Gee, gee, oh, they killed him. He's, he's in a tomb. <laughs> That's not time for him to come up yet. I didn't want to have him not die. I needed him to die so I can raise. Sometimes God wants things in your life to die so he can raise them up. The right way. The correct way. The godly way. He wants some things to die so either he can re-raise that up the way it should be or he can have that die so he can show you that he's got something better for you. But we got to allow God to work his plan and say, God, your will be done. The disciples in the storm, they were fearful. He, and Jesus looked at them and said, why don't you have any faith? Why aren't you believing? Ye have little faith. Why are you not believing me? The demoniac on the shore. He, he said, what's your name? He said, Legion. That man got saved. Some of you right now know somebody in your life that you think they'll never get saved. Well, really? Did you read the story about the demoniac that had a million demons in him? And he still got free. Don't give up on your friends and your family. Keep believing in your dreams. What's your dream today? Did you give up? Have, you, have you quit believing in your dream? Keep believing for your family's salvation. Keep believing for the miracle that you're looking for. Keep believing God's promises in His Word that He's promised you. Keep believing in others. And you know what I'm about to say. When you look at them and you can't believe in them, look through your God goggles and believe in them because God believes in them. And you know what? Keep believing in yourself. You are God's masterpiece. You're the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. You're more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ. You are victorious in Christ. Don't stop believing in yourself, and don't stop, never stop believing in God. My last scripture, and I'm done. Jeremiah 32 and 40. We talked about us not, never stop doing things. 
that was, those were never stops, for, never stops for us. But in the New Living Translation, in Jeremiah 32 and 40, and I will make a lasting covenant with them. This is, okay, listen, God's saying this. I will never stop doing good for them. I will put a desire in their hearts to worship me, and they will never leave me. He said, I'll never stop doing good for them. I'll never stop loving them. I'll never stop caring for them. I'll never stop being there for them. I'll never stop answering their prayers. I will always, always do that. Hallelujah. Never stop. But God, and never stop. Praise God. Would you bow your hand and close your eyes? there's anybody online or anybody in this room that don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and you want to be saved, I, I just pray that you pray that prayer of salvation. If you raise your hand right now and ask Him into your heart, and say, God, forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart, make me clean. I repent of my sins. I believe you died on the cross and rose on the third day, and I want to be saved. And maybe here today, you, you're somebody that you're saying, you know what? I had my but I wanted my but God moment, but I didn't have the belief that it would happen. So therefore, I got to if I'm gonna have my but God moment, I got to never stop believing, and I doubt a little bit. So I pray today for those in this room that are trying to believe God for something, but there's doubt in the back of your mind. I rebuke that doubt in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you He sets you free from that doubt, and that your belief begins to increase in your heart increase in your life and that you will do what God's called you to do and that you would never stop believing the promises of God dear Heavenly Father I just love you right now and I thank you for all you've done all you're going to do we worship you and we thank you for your presence that's here that's presence in people's homes your presence is going to be there tonight at 6 o'clock in Ogden God as we worship you and, and, and have a worship set and just magnify your name out in public we magnify you Lord Thank you for the miraculous things that you're doing in, at Kingdom Impact. God, thank you for the miraculous things that you're about to do. We worship you, God, and we magnify and glorify your holy name. Have your way in our lives, God, as we never stop believing in a mighty God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.